I'd like to welcome everyone to worship this morning at United Methodist Church. I can talk. United Methodist Church. Church, help me out here. Westlake Village. Um, today is Sunday, April 16th, and we are really glad that you joined us here in worship. My name is Reverend Christy Smith, and I am the pastor over Conejo Connect. And we have given Pastor Walt a wonderful, much-needed day off. He worked hard this season. We are very glad to have each of you with us. This is the day that the Lord has made. Christ the Lord is risen today. He is risen. He is risen indeed. All right, let's take a moment to just greet each other in Christian peace. I couldn't get the word. Okay, everybody. There are some announcements this morning, and I'm really excited to share some of them with you. How many of you know that we are in the process of setting up a digital directory? Uh, I don't see many hands. So for those of you that know, yay. For those of you that don't, you do now. And we will be, I believe it is next Sunday at Alton Hall. Nope. April 30th, two Sundays, in Alton Hall, helping to set everybody up into this digital directory so that we have everybody at our fingertips. I love that. And for those of you that are seniors, it's that time of year. Graduation, not yet. But there are scholarships available. And if you're interested in applying for any of the scholarships, please contact the church office for more information. There is a deadline of May 15th, so get on it. If you need any help, Vinia will help you. I can try and help you. I know there are others, so I hope that you get the scholarships. Now, this is the one I'm excited about. I'm excited about everything, but in a couple of weeks, we're doing a talent show. And I know that there is a lot of talent out there, and I can talk about it all I want, but I think you might enjoy this video more. Hey, Julianne, I hear we have some exciting news to share. What kind of news? Well, a little bird told me that the talent show is coming back to St. Matthew's. <gasps> For Caneo Connects? Yes. Everybody can join us. It will be so much fun. and. You know, the acts are gonna be amazing. I keep trying to talk Callie and her friends into doing them, and I'm hoping more and more people will look for big group acts or- Yeah, group acts would be awesome. Let's represent. Yeah, the more that come, the funner it's going to be. Funner, that's a word. I love funner, don't you? <laughs> it's more funner. But this year we're gonna call it emotication. Oh, emo none of these are the emo emojis that I use though. Uh, that's okay, we'll get you some more. 
I get special ones. April 30th, coming to St. Matthew's for all of Conejo Connects. Please join us. There will be flyers coming out. You can scan the QR code and it will take you to sign up for your act. Get your group together now. Something fun, something funny, something entertaining. We don't care, bring it. Yeah, because you guys have to put up with us. Yeah, <laughs> and we're kind of rough. Yeah, thanks, have a great day. Oh, see, you can tell I was done, right? Um, <laughs> if you need help signing up, please see me after service or you know how to get a hold of me and I'd be happy to sign up with you. I am hoping that we overfill the slots so we get to do this again in fall. So I know we have lots of talent over here. I'm going to point you out. The Conejo Connect Band is already playing in case you hadn't heard yet. And... <laughs> I know that there is talent abound, so please join us and share your talent with all of us. I have another announcement that we need to make. Good morning. No. Okay. Good morning. I just uh, it got phoned in to me, and I'm I'm just letting you know, reminding you, if you didn't already know, that next Saturday, 11:30, is our beloved friend Bill Nottoff's service. 1130 next Saturday here. Thank you, Boyd. Okay, our April mission of the month is for the Community Cares Fund, and the flowers this morning are provided by Claudia and Greg West in honor of their wedding anniversary. So today for worship, I'm a little more jovial, not so much formal because it is Holy Humor Sunday. And so I hope that you bring your laughs with me, the joy that is found in Christ the Lord. All right now, let's breathe in. Let's feel God's spirit as we center ourselves in worship. <clears throat> Please stand for the call to worship and remain standing for the hymn and the invocation. Sing a new song. A joyful melody of springtime glory and new birth. Sing praise to our still laughing Easter God. Immerse your anxiety and despair in the fountain of new birth. Place our visions and hopes on the table of wine. For God has taken ordinary things and made them extraordinary, singing a new song.
Lift up your hearts. Let us pray. Holy God, as you have taken what we call an absurdity and turned it into possibility, as you have coached us to sing springtime alleluias, where once there was a gray dawn, as you have called us out of the tombs we inhabit into an undreamed tomorrow, we praise you for this day. Come, risen Christ, in newness and hope on this Eastertide day. Amen. Okay, I'm looking out there. I've got some kiddos. Y'all want to come up and sit with me? You can sit facing me so people can't see you. Come on. Oh, come on. Don't make me do this alone. Come on, teenagers, come sit with me. Okay, do I need to come out? I don't know. Can you get me in a, the camera shop if I really get up? Ah, they're coming. Come on, come on, come on. I might have a surprise. It may not be a good one, but I might have a surprise. Yes! Yes! I am so very happy right now. You want to sit down with me? All right, what's your name? Hi, Dominic. I am Pastor Christy. Have you met me before? And I'm just forgetting. Yes. Oh, there's so many kids. I love that. I'm glad that you are here. So I have a question for you. Can you tell me, let me reach down in my pocket. I think I have too much in here. Hold on, Dominic. All right. Can you tell me what I'm holding? You want to hold it? Anybody? Can we see it? We're holding a Q-tip. That's right. What do we do with Q-tips? <laughs> you know what? I think there might be some people that do that. But <laughs> I love these moments. I don't know. If you couldn't hear, the answer was put it in your nose. I think that's a perfect place. Don't be embarrassed. Sometimes we really need a good scratch. 
Any other ideas? Anybody want to help us? What's it for? To clean your ears? That's right. So I was thinking that the congregation could each use one of these. What do you think? Yes. Yeah? Okay, can you, can you take one out to each of the congregation? What does that mean? Like, can you take each of the people in here a, a Q-tip? Okay. All right. How are you going to get them to everybody? All right, can you take them each a Q-tip? There's lots of people out here. Can you take them each and give them a Q-tip? There's only one. Wait, wait, what? Hmm. But wouldn't it be nice if we gave them all one? All right, go ahead. Give them to the congregation. (laughs) Do they all have to share it? That might get a little yucky. Oh, Aaron got it. Yay. Okay. Well, you kind of got me off now. (laughs) So now you gave it away. How are you going to give it to somebody else? I don't know. I don't either. What are we going to do? So if I gave something away, then I needed to give it first, but then how do I give it to somebody else? I don't either. Oh, I keep thinking that we need to give everybody something. And then I thought about the scripture that you guys are going to learn in Sunday school today about when Jesus is talking to everybody and they're on the beach. But before that, Jesus says to them, feed my sheep. And all I can imagine is them sitting there going, what do you mean? I don't have any feed. Where are you going to give me feed? Because if Jesus doesn't give that to them first, how can they give it to somebody else? So Jesus was talking about sharing the message of love, the message of eternal life. But if you didn't know that message, if they didn't know this message, how could they share it with anybody else? So why do you think then we get to come here and gather together? So we can learn it and then what? Anybody want to help? Right. We come here to learn it and then to share the message that we have. Doesn't that sound like a really good idea? So guess what? I have, oh, that's fun. I got to see myself on screen. (laughs) I have a few more Q-tips, but I think we have more people here than I have. But we could share. (laughs) What's that look for? (laughs) Are you like thinking I tricked you? (laughs) We could share this message of good news, whether it be a Q-tip that we need to clean out our ears. Do you think they need to clean out their ears? I don't think so or sharing God's love. So as you go to Sunday school and you learn more about the story, remember that God is love and God created you to share his message to feed his sheep. What do you think? All right, how about we all pray together as a congregation? Dear God, thank you for your message of love. Help us hold it in our hearts 
so that it springs out and shares to the world. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's children say, amen. All right, kiddos that are here, I believe I have teachers. But if you want to sit with your parents today, that's also okay. Because we're going to do lots of laughter and fun. But you, you don't have to stand with me anymore. Thanks for coming, Dominic. I met you on Good Friday. I remember. As we feel God's spirit around us, let us pray together. O oh Lord, giver of joy and laughter, thank you for the moments of laughter and the unbridled joy that we share, for the opportunities to laugh at ourselves and for the belly laughs of children, for friends and family who love us because of our quirks and not just in spite of them for artists who allow us to see the world through the surreal and for the courage to smile even when difficulties arise. For those who have hope even when others think there is no hope. For saints in the Lord who overflow with laughter and spread your joy to all of us. Today, Lord, we lift those who are in need of your peace, your healing, your presence in their lives. We think specifically of Kathy Drake, Sarah Pierce, and Sandy DeLong as they deal with the effects of the cancer and the treatments. Strengthen their loved ones in their support and care. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for Steve Ames, Doris Carmen and Margie Price as they are in the hospital. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We also pray for Tom Hopkins as he is home recovering, but still in need of care. And for Sue Lynn Hartwick's father as he is experiencing heart problems without surgery as an option. We pray for the caregivers who are sometimes pulled in so many directions as they care for their loved ones. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. For those who are suffering in the extreme weather conditions around the world, through random gun violence abroad and at home, we pray to find ways to care for one another. We pray for those in Alabama, in Kentucky, in Tennessee, who have experienced gun violence firsthand this week. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, there are many others who we hold in our hearts. Thank you for meeting them where they are 
And now as we lift them up to you in our private prayer thoughts. Come into these lives, Lord God, in a powerful way that helps these folks know your support your nurture, and your healing. O Lord, hear our prayers. Mighty God, we give you thanks for the words of Jesus that defy our logical minds, for teaching us that we can be born again for the woman who finds the lost coin and calls her friends and neighbors to celebrate, and for the absurdity of a camel trying to fit through the eye of a needle and for the father of all those prodigal sons who are willing to look like a fool as they run out to greet their sons. Lord, we give you thanks for the great reversal of the gospel, that the last shall be made first, and that that rejected stone became the cornerstone. Those that wish to become great must serve and the lost will be found. Lord, giver of joy and laughter, we thank you for all that you have given us and for these gifts. And now we lift up those who have experienced a particular moment of joy this week. For John Safi's, Abby Fenton's son's great lab results from his biopsy. And for her friend, friend's husband, Ron, for effective treatment and cure from his pancreatic cancer. God of joyfulness and laughter, we give you praise for the fabulous Easter service and the egg hunt that followed. You've called us to come as children, and it was in those moments we experienced you. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for our church as it continues in its ministries through these times and ask your help in maintaining the effectiveness and vitality. May the good work we do be pleasing in your sight. Thank you for the gifts you gave us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In all of this, we pray in your son's holy name, joining in the prayer he taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
Our scripture reading today is from the Gospel of John. Hear these words from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. It was still the first day of the week. That evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them. He said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. When the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they aren't forgiven. Thomas, the one called uh, Didymus, one of the twelve, wasn't with the disciples when Jesus came. The other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he replied, unless I see the nail marks in his hands, put my fingers in the wounds left by the nails, and put my hand into his side, I won't believe. After eight days, his disciples were again in a house, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus entered and stoned among them. He said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand into my side. No more disbelief. Believe. Thomas responded to Jesus, my Lord and my God. Jesus replied, do you believe because you see me? Happy are those who don't see and yet believe. Then Jesus did many other miraculous signs in his disciples' presence, signs that aren't recorded in the scroll. But these things are written so that you will believe that Jesus is the Christ, God's Son, and that believing you will have life in his name. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Andrew. I'm going to come closer to you guys today. Come. So today is Holy Humor Sunday. And there are many things that God has done. Like, sorry, Andrew, we give hard words and things in scripture that we get to forget. Our screens have gone down. So y'all have done this long enough. Let us pray together. May the words of our mouth, meditations of our heart, be holy and pleasing unto you, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. I think I remembered that well. So today's sermon might seem a little different than others that you've experienced, or maybe not. Um, I want to do a little more active, interactive, call and answer questions, and just have some fun together. Um, there's no need to be shy. I might ask you to tell a joke or two. If I do, I do have rules. So our rules are it has to be okay to be said in church. I know none of you won't, but just in case, I'm indemnifying myself through this. Now, when I am asking you a question, you're feeling led to share. We have microphones up here, but if it doesn't sound like they're coming through, I do have a handheld that I can bring out to you. Just all this little housekeeping so you know where we're going. And I am going to start with a question. There are many names for God, or many attributes to God. 
What are some of your favorites? Okay, I hear Adonai, Yahweh, Jehovah Ra. Anybody else? Hmm. Counselor? Redeemer? Creator? Grace? Father? Lord? Mercy, Prince of Peace, Love, Savior. Oh, y'all are getting into this. I love it. Teacher. I could do this on and on and on. I think they have, I don't know, one of the lists I looked at was like 140 names, but I'm sure there are a lot more than that. But there is a name that I didn't hear said. What about Joker? I know, I'm sacrilegious in here. Laughter, God of laughter. God of joy. There is a rumor going around you, friends, that God created people because she likes to laugh. So today is Holy Humor Sunday. How many of you have ever heard of, experienced, led a Holy Humor service? I know I'm crazy, huh? It's been years since I've done it. We're going to hope this works out. This Sunday, I'm going to give you just a little bit of teaching, not too deep. It happened because... Back in 15th century Bavaria, the churches the Sunday after Easter celebrated the, and we're going to try and do this, Rises Pacalus. Rises Pacalus. It's God's joke or the Easter laugh. You see, God, let's see. The priests deliberately included amusing stories and jokes in their sermons to make the faithful laugh. Hopefully you guys will laugh. After the service, the people would gather and they would play practical jokes on one another. Not okay. But they would gather and they would tell funny stories and have fun together. History tells us it was their way of celebrating the resurrection of Christ the supreme joke that God played on Satan by raising Jesus from the dead. Now, in the 17th century, Pope, Pope Clement X officially outlawed having Laughter Sunday. But in 1988, the Fellowship of Mary Christians began, and they began to encourage churches to resurrect some of the great traditions around it some of the ways to remember that God has given us the gift of laughter and joy. So how many of you, you don't have to talk this time, just to raise up hands, have heard someone say, oh, God makes me laugh, or 
You gotta love God's timing. I see nods. Yeah, yeah. God is full of surprises at moments that we least expect them. I know in our family there was chuckling and joy when I got the phone call that Callie was gonna be born. Friends, they said, you got six days to get there. Can you make it to California from Texas that quick? She had her own joke, she was late. And as we realized how late she was gonna be, I started to realize that Callie was to be born on the second anniversary of my father's death. Gotta love God's timing because from death there became new life. It gave us a reason to smile again. And well, every September 13th, I remember my father and I honor him. We just go out and have fun. We celebrate the gift of life that was given to us. Today is the second Sunday of Easter. And a lot can happen in a week. So before we get into the scripture that Andrew so beautifully read, let's do a quick recap. Kind of picture it like um, we're watching a TV show and they have to tell you what's happened before before we get into the real show. Christie's version, so you know it's going to sound a little odd. It's okay. But beginning in chapter 20, we join Mary Magdalene. And she goes off to the tomb and she notices that the Stone is rolled away, and she kind of peeks in a little, and she doesn't see her savior. So she takes off running, and while she's running, she runs into Simon Peter and that other disciple, you know, the one that Jesus loved? And he t- they tell him, the, the stone is rolled away. I don't see the body. What is going on? They've stolen our Christ. And Simon Peter and that other disciple take off running. They think it's a race, and they're going to see who can get there fast, and they're running to the tomb, and they get there. And the funny thing is John, the one that is loved, gets there first, and he kind of peers in, and he kind of sees the cloth, but he doesn't go in any farther, heaven forbid. Peter gets there and runs right in. And they see that the linens that had wrapped the shroud around, God's, around Jesus' body were laying there. Now, this in itself is a miracle because if you'd ever seen funeral cloth and how they would wrap them, it couldn't just be laying there. And then the cloth that covered his face was laying right where his head had laid. They knew and they believed at that moment. Now, I wish I could say that I had that much faith that I could see cloth laying on the ground and say, all right, God's got, he's here. They didn't quite understand, but they were there. Now, they go back to where they've been hiding, and I do mean hiding. They were locked in the upper room, hanging out together, worrying about which one of them was to be next. So they're in this locked room, and Mary is standing out there. And while Mary is standing out there, she kind of peeks in, and there's two angels in white standing where Jesus' body had been, one at the head, one at the foot. They weren't there when the men were there. And they say to her, do not be afraid to have peace. She's outside. She's crying. She's hearing the angels. And all of a sudden she hears this. Hey, Mary. 
the gardener she thought she'd been talking to, she realized was her Lord and Savior. Now, a little while later, those disciples back in their locked room, standing, talking to each other, trying to figure this out, and all of a sudden, Jesus appears. There's another one of those irony jokes, right? How'd he get through the locked door? How did he get in to talk to them? As they're there, he says, peace, and he shows them his hands and his side. And the disciples were then filled with joy. I can kind of picture this nervous laughter, fun laughter, excitement, yet this is a solemn moment because this man who was once dead is standing here in front of us. What do we do? Can you guys feel all those emotions that had to have been going on in that room? And this is where today's scripture reading picks up. There are many things in the scripture section that can almost teeter on the absurd. I mean, who really needs jokes when Jesus is involved, right? I mean, we have the heavy stone, there's no body, there's a foot race. And then Jesus appearing through a locked door, allowing them to see the nail prints. But Thomas wasn't there. Where was Thomas? We don't know. He must not have been too afraid for his life. But it took eight days for Jesus to appear to him. He'd heard all about Jesus being back. He heard that they'd seen it. But when he arrives, he comes in and he goes, yeah, I'm not going to believe you unless you let me feel the nail prints. Apparently, he thought they could just maybe do some movie magic there. Let me see the sword. Y'all, when you go through the translation, it's really amazing because he didn't want to just touch. He jabbed. He stuck his fingers in to believe. Is that teeter on the absurd to you? Here's this man, this man that you follow, the man that you love. You're talking to him, and he's stabbing his fingers in the side. Yet God, in his infinite wisdom, put the whole thing together for us to experience love. Love of creation. Jesus came from heaven to earth to show the way. It's a really good story, right? I mean, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. We're hearing the story of Jesus' life. I'm not saying it's a made-up story, but it's a really good story, no matter how much it kind of teeters on that absurd. It is through these stories, these moments, these clips of life that we find the truth. It's the ones God uses. It's the ones that we find so much joy, not only to make us laugh, not at all. But because of it, that ultimate joy bubbles out that we have found in Jesus and we begin to laugh in unexpected ways. But even in our sorrows, God plans find us laughing. 
Proverbs 17.22 tells us that a cheerful heart is good medicine. And God uses humor in our lives in dozens of beneficial ways. Laughter dissolves stress. It relieves anger. It eases disappointment. It lowers blood pressure. It mends relationships. And there's so much more. Any medical professional will tell you that when a patient is starting to get better, they know it because they regain their sense of humor. It is a sign of physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. All right, guys, I think this is a good time for a joke. Anybody have an appropriate church joke? Yes, appropriate. I want my job to stay. I like you all. Oh, come on, y'all don't just know dirty jokes. When I, ah, you were going to start getting my bad jokes. My wife told me this joke, and I have to wonder why she told me this joke. But So the woman's third husband passes away. She goes to the counseling, and the doctor says, well, how did your first husband die? He said, he said, he ate poisonous mushrooms. Oh, that's terrible, terrible. How did the second husband die? Well, he ate poisonous mushrooms. Wow, what a coincidence. That's horrible. How did your third husband die? Broken neck. How did that happen? He refused to eat the poisonous mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, they were growing right out the door in the backyard. Anybody else? All right, I'm coming. My microphone runner didn't come up to me. Okay, so this pastor decides to play hooky and not show up for church. Maybe his name, we'll call him Pastor W, right? And he <laughs> likes to go hunting, and so he's out hunting in the woods, and he sees this bear, and this bear sees him, and he's like, oh my gosh, and he starts running, and he just starts running. It's, he drops his gun along the way, he's running, and he's praying along the way. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I skipped church, God, please. If in your greatest will you can make this bear a Christian, then he trips and he falls, and the bear runs right up to him, falls on his knees, folds his big furry paws, and goes, thank you, Lord, for this meal. That is amazing. You know, that reminds me as I was going through this of a joke that there were a bunch of people on a ship. And the captain says, we're sinking. Does anybody know how to pray? And this man stands up and goes, I do. And he goes, great. Um, start praying now because we are one lifeboat short. And it's yours. These bad jokes, I know, groan. There is joy in laughter. There are joy in moments of the absurd. You know, there are a lot of places in the Bible that we can find humor. We often overlook some of the funnier aspects of the biblical narrative. Of course, it's ridiculous that God would speak through a donkey. And what a sense of humor Jesus had. 
at the image of a camel fitting through the eye of a needle. And hmm, why not think of the Holy Spirit's breath as filling with joyous laughter? So my next question for you all, and we are going to wrap up in just a minute, is what in the Bible have you found that is humorous? And if somebody brings up Elijah and the bears, we'll talk later. Where are some humorous aspects that you have found in the Bible? If you were with Kaneo Connect with us for our October, it was strange and scary stories of the Bible. They weren't very scary, but they were definitely strange. A hand that comes out of nowhere writing on a wall. The donkey. I don't know, breathing life into dry bones that dance again. Anybody else got one? All right. Friends, laughter is a holy act that connects us to one another and to God. Have you ever stood with family and friends at a memorial service where when the stories start to come, the laughter comes a little more and a little more as we remember the incredible life the person we are honoring has? I know at my dad's own funeral, they started with one, and by the time we got done with the stories, we were rolling. This time of mourning had been turned into laughing in the joy of the Lord and what God had given us in the gift of my father. As we look at the resurrection story, it could only have been a joy in the good news that gave the women disciples courage to speak the incomeb. I can't talk today. That unbelievable truth. The one who was crucified now lived. Even while struggling with their own intense grief. It was through these moments that they were reminded that they are not alone. The risen Christ moved their story. The risen Christ moves our story. We all move forward together. This Sunday is marked with holy humor because we need to remember that on Easter morning, God laughed. He laughed at those who thought death was the end and that it could contain Jesus in the grave. We like the women at the tomb, like the disciples, like Thomas, whose story is in John's gospel. We are caught in the tension of a story that is unbelievable, but is also the basis of our faith. It is good and right that we should laugh about it. Not because we think it's stupid. Not because our laughter is the only way to overcome fear. Just like Sarah, laughter is allowed to breathe in the possibility for a moment, an experience 
that we can have that raw joy in our lives and share it with others. And in our laughter, God shows up with that chuckle and that nod that reminds us that all things are possible with God. And we laugh again because it seems all too good to be true. The news of resurrection, the promise of eternal life, and undeserved grace overwhelm us with joy and laughter, a deep reverberating laughter that flows through our whole body. That joy is what leads us to praise, to rejoice, and to worship in a deeper love of God who created us and spun this whole crazy world into being. So this morning, my friends, we laugh a little or a lot, hoping to catch someone that is full of that divine joy, feeling the empty tomb, reminding us even when things seem hard in our own lives and unbearable, God is with us and is still laughing at the face of what would otherwise bind us. What good news of great joy indeed. Shalom and amen. I guess here's the joke. Every time I do this, the screens don't work. <laughs> uh, you are invited to share your financial resources. Uh, no instructions will appear <laughs> on, the, on the screen right now uh, to help support the ministries of Christ that happen through our congregation. Your generosity is needed to keep us going and doing the good we do. So give generously and be a part of what happens in people's lives through the congregation of UMCWV.
is five minutes. Let us pray. 
Holy God, we ask that you bless these gifts and those who give them so that our ministry in your Son's spirit might thrive, helping your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. as we get ready to go back out into the world. Christ is alive, and as we can see throughout our congregation, there's been many little jokes played today. So as Boyd gets ready to take the light of Christ out into the world, may that follow you with the God of surprises, showing you joy in all that you do, and the God of love, filling your heart that you may be love to another. And we ask this in God's name. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.